0: Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Alltech, providing you proven specialty ingredients to maximize pig health, sustainability, and profitability. Novus International, Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. Fibro Animal Health Corporation, healthy animals, healthy food, food. Healthy world. Like you, we know feeding pigs is a challenge. At Alltech, our proven specialty ingredients work to solve your toughest challenges. Whether it's combating mycotoxins, increasing feed efficiency, or just getting a few extra pigs per litter, Alltech's full line of trace minerals, enzymes, prebiotics, and other specialty ingredients are backed by science and real customer success. Start seeing maximized health, sustainability, and profitability in your pigs and more free time for you by visiting alltech.com pig today.
1: I'm your host, Clayton Chastain, and today we have with us Dr. Mark Kanauer, a Swine Extension Specialist at North Carolina State University. So Mark, I know you've been on the show before, but it's been a little while. So before we get started, would you mind giving the audience a short introduction about yourself? Yeah, Hi, I'm Mark Knauer, Swine Extension Specialist, North Carolina State University. Uh, I've been out here for
2: 12 years now. Uh, My appointment is Extension and Research, so I work a lot with the producers within North Carolina to conduct applied research and um, conduct education programs.
1: Great. So I know you've been doing some work on studying the effect of the number of sow functional teats on piglet colostrum intake and looking at overall just sow productivity. So what kind of correlations and interactions have you seen there?
2: So in general, over time, um, it appears Genesis have been select uh, successful in selecting for increased litter size. And at the same time, they've also been selecting for increased number of functional teats, but functional teat number has not increased as rapidly as litter size. So if you look at colostrum, uh, if you took a survey, I'm sure... Most people would, you know, say that we don't have enough colostrum in the industry today. And if you do the math, if we have more piglets and fewer teats, we likely have less colostrum per piglet born now than we did, say, 20 years ago. And so what we've uh, done here at North Carolina State, we've actually gone back and looked at some of the colostrum data we did a few years back and put in some more numbers Our initial study, we tried to look at nutritional regimens to try to increase colostrum production, and we did not seem to have success there. But we did find what I think is a lot of interesting information that can be beneficial on the genetics side. So as litter size increases, colostrum intake per pig is reduced. And not only does colostrum intake per pig go down, but the variation in colostrum intake increases meaning we have fewer piglets that reach a certain threshold needed to survive and thrive until weaning. And to help counter that, as I said, geneticists have increased functional teat number, which our data shows that an additional functional teat increases colostrum uh, sow output or colostrum availability to the piglets. And it also counters the, the increase in litter size as it reduces the variation in colostrum between piglets. So, litter size increasing litter size increases the variation in colostrum production or colostrum intake, but increasing functional T number helps counter that in that it reduces the uh, variation in colostrum intake and enhances piglet survival.
1: Gotcha. So, one of the conclusions that you've seen to have drawn from this work is that there needs to be a greater emphasis on selecting gilts based on the number of functional teats that they have. So how would producers best go about counting those functional teats and selecting those gilts in the GDU?
2: That's a really good question. And so at the genetic level, I think the best time to capture that, uh, that count is right before weaning or right after weaning. Um, right then you can see all the teats at one time and you can pick out which ones are going to be smaller It's actually, I think, easier to to look at them at weaning versus at off-test at 250 pounds because you can see all the teats at one time and compare them size-wise because it's those smaller teats that are going to be your substandard teats and going to be the potential non-functional teats. And so around that time of weaning I think is best. Now, in the commercial level, uh, you pretty much got to look at how much variation you have in teat count. If you don't have much variation in teat count, it's probably not going to pay to go through and find those very few that don't have as many teats. But if you do have a lot of variation, you know, maybe it does pay to go through and find those gilts at a young age that have fewer teats and and send them on with the maternal barrows.
1: Gotcha. So let's say they count those functional teats and whether or not they select on that, they at least have that data to use after the first farrowing. So then, should the number of functional teeth that they counted be considered in their cross-fostering strategy, or how heavy of a role do you think that should play?
2: In a perfect world, yes. In a perfect world, you know how many functional teeth each sow has, and you can divvy up the pigs accordingly. And there's also other good research out of Illinois that backs up um, the Ellis lab backs up what we've we've seen out here, as far as an additional functional teeth is worth about three tenths of a pig. And so, and what they showed was if you have uh,
1: fewer pigs than functional teats, you're going to have better piglet survival. So now with this work, you've identified an issue. So I guess then the next thing would be that how would we as an industry go about then solving this issue? I know there's going to be like several steps in order to get to the final point. But what would you say is really the um, next step in order for us to progress down this line? It's a good question.
2: I think at some point litter size, the genesis will plateau litter size and focus more on piglet quality. And so if we can increase the ratio of functional teats to litter size, that will help improve colostrum availability per piglet. There's also some other traits we could select for that may have uh, indirectly improved colostrum production. Uh, There's growing evidence that. Colostrum production is related to age of puberty, although younger age of puberty is challenging to select for. Litter weaning weight. Litter weaning weight is a trait we're starting to see companies select for, but there's still several major companies that are avoiding this trait, and I think as they move towards litter weaning weight, that will help enhance colostrum production, enhance throughput, enhance nursery throughput. And so I think that's a very very favorable trait for increasing colostrum production. In the meantime, ge- genetic changes take a long time. And so there's opportunity for nutritionists. Uh, North Carolina State and Kansas State have done some research trying to improve sow colostrum production, but it's going to ta- take a team effort in more than a few studies to look at different strategies in the nutrition realm to try to enhance uh, colostrum production. So there's opportunity for academia and nutrition companies to work with production systems to enhance colostrum
0: production. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Anamin, international supplier of bioavailable precision minerals to impact pigs' gut health. DSM Animal Nutrition and Health can help you protect your guilts to improve your sow herd. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs.
1: Gotcha. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all that data with us. Thanks, Glenn, for having me. Thanks a lot. Yep. And everyone else, thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine nutrition related research trial and would like to come on the show and share it with us, Feel free to email the details about your research to hello at wisenetics.com.